and we are back. Welcome to the Big Red Hockey Cast, where we cover Cornell University women's ice hockey. Amanda, it is so nice to be with you today. It's nice to be here with you, too. Uh, crazy week for me, personally. Had a swim me, had a couple of prelims. Exams are really kicking in right now. What, what would you say is one word to describe your week? I would say awesome because any day at Cornell University is a good day and I'm just you know so happy to be here with you today Amanda and let's jump right into it we have a lot of hockey that uh, we need to cover here uh, Cornell women's ice hockey uh, comes in this weekend at a 10 0 and 1 but they you know, uh, um, face a bit of adversity for the first time this season so let's jump right into it uh, Friday November 17th Cornell hosts uh, at the time ranked uh, number ninth Quinnipiac um, let's get right into it uh, in the first period, no score. This was a dead even period. Shots on goal, uh, penalty minutes, uh, and the score zero zero at the end of one. Yeah, I think Cornell really dominated in the shots category, twenty seven to nineteen, and both teams went didn't capitalize on the power play. Zero for three for Cornell, zero for two for Quinnipiac, and you know it it was a loss for the Big Red, losing um, one to three, but. The lone scorer for the Big Red, Caitlin Jockins, gets on the board and assisted by Izzy Daniel, who was able to keep her point streak alive. Um, that's been going since the beginning of the season. Yeah, a pretty even game. Cornell just at times not able to finish on chances. They did have some odd man opportunities, but Cornell, uh, a couple miscues uh, that led to goals for Quinnipiac makes a difference. A really tight game. Annalise Bergman with two goals against 16 saves for a .889 save percentage, but still a pretty impressive performance and, you know, just needed to move on to the next game, which was against Princeton. Yeah, early in this one, it's Caitlin Jockins getting on the board. She has goals in three of her last four games played. A great pass on this one by McKenna Van Gelder uh, with one hand corralling it over to Jockums, who finishes. Uh, she also had a goal in the Quinnipiac game. So really strong season so far for Caitlin Jockum. Yeah, there was a lot of scoring from across the board. We got goals from Lily Delianidis, um, Carol Prefontaine, and obviously we had some great assists from Izzy Daniel, Katie Chan. Izzy Daniel now in 31 points in 13 games played so far this season. She's on a bit of a heater, would you say? Um, well, she's the most productive player in college hockey right now. She has, uh, like you said, Amanda, 31 points in 13 games played, over two points per game. That's more than Macklin Celebrini has on the men's side. He has two points per game uh, leading men's hockey. So, yes, Izzy Daniel is the most productive player in college hockey right now. That top line continues to click. They had a goal on a three-on-one. It was Delian Edis scoring um, with assists from Daniel and Katie Chan, who we're going to be having on later today on the show. Yeah, we got to talk to her a little bit later, but Lily Delianidis, eight goals on the season, really impressive start for that whole line, and obviously this game did not go how we wanted to. It was a loss for the Big Red, losing three to four against what previously ranked number 13 Princeton, but I think that they just need to move past it, think about what they need to do better, kind of play more as a team, and you know, try to prepare themselves for the next week yeah and as you alluded to Amanda this was really the first time all season that the Big Red faced some adversity they were undefeated coming this weekend Princeton game it was Lily Delianidis um, going out in the game and we hope that she's going to be okay but uh, later in the game they, the Cornell Big Red had to shuffle their lines a little bit it was McKenna Van Gelder uh, joining Daniel and Chan on the top line they still are able to get on the board it was Prefontaine getting on the board on the power play with assists from Daniel and Gilde um, that tied the game at three, but Princeton was able to crack the code uh, with um, just over six minutes left to play. So, like you said, Amanda, not the the weekend the Big Red had in mind. But you know, as Katie Chan, you know, we're going to have her on later today. I'm, I'm sure she's going to have some words to say about uh, how the team can continue to move forward heading into this uh, Thanksgiving weekend in the District of Columbia. Yeah, I think 
all the players that we've had on the pod recently have talked about how they've been leading with confidence and even after a weekend of you know maybe not games going the way they hope they still say that you know this is a long season there's lots of hockey to be played and I think they still are optimistic about the rest of the season so that's really a positive absolutely and with that let's get started with this week's Sinbin uh we sat down we talked with junior four number 26 Katie Chan Now joining us in the Sinbin today, Junior Ford, number 26, Katie Chan. Katie, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so this is our first time sitting down with you. We just wanted to get to know you a little bit first. When did you first start playing hockey? I started playing hockey when I was four years old in Vancouver. I started in boys hockey with the Seafair Islanders. And when did you kind of know that uh, college hockey was something you, you wanted to do? I don't think there was a definitive time exactly when I decided that I wanted to go Division One. Um, I think it was just always a goal that I had growing up, um, along with Team Canada and other hockey aspirations of mine. Yeah, and we heard at, even at the age of two, you used to beg your dad to play um, hockey in an out backyard rink. Could you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm the only hockey player in my family, and my parents would be watching the Leafs games and I guess as a kid when I was two I'd see the Toronto Maple Leafs play and uh, we had a backdoor rink um, when we were out in Toronto and so I'd be itching to get out there with my dad when I was two years old. Well let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, growing up you know we know you're from Richmond, British Columbia is, is that a big hockey town? Um, yes and no um, I think it's more so the lower mainland is a really big hockey town so Richmond, Vancouver, Coquitlam, um, Vancouver, I think it all kind of meshes together. We're all kind of the lower mainland is a hockey hub back in BC. Yeah, and in your youth, you played uh, with the Delta Hockey Academy. Could you tell us a little bit about that experience and that part of your life? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I was at the Delta Hockey Academy uh, for grade 10 and 12. No, sorry, grade 10, 11, and 12. Um, And yeah, I had a really great time there. Had a lot of really good players and coaches there and really great development for sure. Well, that's awesome. So let's transition here and talk about uh, your time so far at Cornell. It appears you're having a bit of early success. You have three goals and nine assists in 12 games. Uh, you're playing on a line with uh, Lily uh, Delaney Edis and Izzy Daniel. Uh, talk about what's kind of been you know the transition hockey-wise uh, to playing uh, with Cornell uh, having a lot of success. Izzy Daniel is the most productive player in college hockey right now on the men's and women's side. Uh, you know, what's this whole transition to Cornell and, uh, you know, the hockey side of things been like? I think in terms of the transition, I've been more so focusing on just Cornell and understanding the team and the systems. Um, you know, I have two years of college hockey under my belt, so I wasn't too worried about trying to adjust the game, especially because I was already in the ECAC. And so, just more so focusing on the team um, and my teammates around me. Yeah, and uh, we had Izzy Daniel on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and she talked about how you bring speed to your guys' line. Um, can you talk about a little bit about that? Is skating like a big part of your game that you like to focus on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's no secret I'm definitely not the tallest player out there, <laughs> um, so I have to make it up uh, somehow, and so speed is a big part of my game, I think, for sure. Uh, especially this past summer, I spent a lot of time on my skating and just refining it, um, and I think it's definitely paid off. So we hear um, you're kind of a self-described skills coach. Are, is, is skills something that uh, you really try to work on in, in your game, and, and what do you think are some of the maybe the best attributes uh, of your, your playing style? 
Yeah, for sure. I've focused on skills a lot throughout, um, you know, growing up at the rink. And so definitely try and implement a lot of the skills into my play. Stick handling, shooting, just small details that I try and implement with my play for sure. Yeah. And do you think being a coach has helped you kind of like figure out parts of your own game that you need to identify like has coaching helped you figure it out like yourself as a player yeah absolutely there are so many times when I'm coming away from the rank and there's some advice that I gave to some younger players that I think wow I should really listen to myself Um, and so it's just really good reminders of just the basics that you know you sometimes forget when you hit the higher levels that's awesome. So let's talk about this past weekend for a second. We know um, coming in the the best start in uh, Cornell women's hockey history coming in this weekend at 10-0-1, uh, you drop your first two games of the season. Uh, the season, um, you know, maybe at times just, you know, things, you know, not, not finishing on chances as much or, you know, um, facing a little bit of adversity. But how do you think the team is responding to kind of this first adversity at, at this point in the season? Yeah, for sure. I think – you know, it wasn't the weekend that we had hoped for, but at the end of the day, I have full confidence in the group that we're going to bounce back. And, you know, I think also this is a long season too, and I think we all understand that. And I have full confidence in the group that we can flush this weekend and continue forward all together. Yeah, moving a little bit away from hockey, uh, you're new to Cornell, obviously, this year. How have you been uh, enjoying the Ithaca area? Has the team shown you around a bit, like gotten you used to the place? Yeah, I absolutely love Ithaca. It actually reminds me a lot about Vancouver, um, especially the gorges and the really cool hikes and trails that you can go on. Um, That's just super nostalgic for me. And so I absolutely love Ithaca. I'm so happy I'm here. Have they shown you Gimme Coffee as well? Because uh, we, we often, Gimme Coffee comes up a lot. You know, we have uh, the girls come on and tell us maybe their order. So um, what's your Gimme Coffee order? Oh, it's a maple ice ice latte. That's what I have before every game. A little pregame ritual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and last question here before we get out of the sin bin. Uh, we know it's it's Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, earlier uh, when we were off air, uh, we heard, you know, you guys are going to be traveling down to D.C. this weekend to play in the D1 D.C. tournament, uh, leaving Wednesday. Um, just talk about maybe what your Thanksgiving plans are and, you know, how special it's going to be to get to spend, you know, the holiday with, with your teammates down in D.C. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think we have some really good games lined up that – we're all excited for I know a lot of families are also coming too and so just spending time with our families and each other will be a really fun time in DC that's all we have for the sin bin thank you so much Katie but stick around you know what's next it's the slap shot round Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Slapshot Round, where we ask the hard-hitting, fun questions. But first, we got to ask Katie, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, what is your go-to meal on campus? Probably a terrace salad. Oh, that kind of takes away one of our questions. We wanted to ask if Max or Terrace? Terrace. Okay. Do you have a nickname that the girls call you on the team? No, just Katie or Katie Chan. One word to describe your style of play. Fast. Favorite NHL team. Toronto Maple Leafs. A woman's hockey player you look up to. Kendall Coyne. Your study spot on campus. Gimme Coffee and Gates Hall. Uh, speaking of gimme, we know that you like to have your gimme coffee before your meals, but what's your pre-game meal that you like to eat? Probably pasta um, and chicken. Any pre-game superstitions? No, I actually like changing it up every game. 
a class that has stressed you out this semester. Intro to behavioral neuroscience. Who is your celebrity crush? Probably Zendaya or Michael B. Jordan. Favorite game you've played this season for the Big Red? The Penn State weekend was really cool just because it was our first um, games of the season and I think the energy was super high. And that's all we have for the Slapshot round. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us. Uh, Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, Mr. Timekeeper, how much time is left? One minute remaining in the interview. One minute. It was great to hear from Katie Chan on the pod. A really great interview. Uh, next week, the Big Red head down to the nation's capital for the NCAA Women's D1 and DC tournament, presented by the Washington Pride and hosted at the MedStar Capitals Iceplex in Arlington, Virginia. The team takes on St. Thomas on Black Friday, November 24th, and third-ranked Minnesota on Saturday, November 25th. Puck drop is at 4 p.m. for both games. Yeah, we Katie Chan talked a little bit about how they're going to have a cute little family Thanksgiving down there. So we're really looking forward to see how the Big Red Woman come out of this week's game. Yeah, it just sounds like a really good event for the women's game as well. You know, a lot of uh, Katie alluded to a lot of uh, families are going to go down to D.C. for the event. Uh, they're going to spend Thanksgiving together. And it, it sounds like uh, there is going to be uh, some some youth hockey event to just kind of promote college hockey in the D.C. area. So it really just sounds like a really great event and, and so happy that uh, the Cornell team uh, gets to be a part of it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Big Red Hockey Cast for and from the line of faithful. This has been a Big Red Sports Network production. BRSN is a student-run organization dedicated to promoting the voices of Cornell student-athletes. Make sure to check out at CornellBRSN on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and www.cornellbrsn.com. Special thanks to our producers, Anthony Sespi and Jane McNally, and the entire BRSN team. See you next week, and go Big Red. Go Big Red!